Good morning, Nick. How are you? Hi, Heather. How are you? I'm doing great. Oh my gosh, it's good to hear your voice. <laughs> yeah, it's been so long. In the fall of 2020, five months after the pandemic shutdown, I called Nick Romerhausen. Nick is a perfect choice for this type of episode. My name is Nick Romerhausen. I am a professor of communication at Eastern Michigan University. And I'm also the supervisor for all of the graduate teaching assistants who teach Introduction to Public Speaking course required for all students at Eastern. And Heather was a graduate assistant from fall 2018 to winter 2020. So for two years, she taught four semesters and I supervised her in that role. When I asked the question, why shouldn't someone hire me? I was pretty certain he'd shoot from the hip with my funny bones in the crosshairs. Do you kind of get the gist of where I'm going on this episode? Oh, yeah. Kind of flip this? Yeah, Perfect. No, I, I have my list. Oh, great. Nick is playful, cunning, thoughtful, and always respectful to who I am and what I'm trying to achieve for myself. Well, I figure turnaround's fair play, so I've got some for you, too. Hey, this isn't my podcast. It's no, not, it's but so, <laughs> sometimes great conversation comes from that. So I'm going to start with you. Mm-hmm. You're always a few steps ahead. There were times where I felt pretty secure and confident, and then I saw where you were and went, well, I'm reminded that I'm never the smartest one in the room. <laughs> so, <laughs> Because Nick's in the oh, room. Oh, okay. Because well, Nick is in I the room. I can throw it right back at you. Okay. Employers should be weary of hiring Heather Irvine <laughs> because she's a real show-off with her knowledge of technology and media. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you occasionally would show us a sample of a documentary you made or some activity that you're doing in the classroom, and all it did was make me feel insecure to ever talk to anybody about technology as if I could teach them something. <laughs> I just took what you were saying and just put the Heather spin on it. That's what I figured. I was just doing what I thought the students wanted. That's hilarious. All right, Nick, here's another one for you. You know how there's moments when you just really want someone to conspire in your negativity? Yeah. Nick Nick is not the person that you want on your team if that's what you want to do. Nick is not your guy because Nick will always disarm the situation. When I'm craving sometimes to go to a dark place and sit there and maybe complain or or nitpick, Nick always pulled us out. Well, what's interesting, because for all the things that you're talking about that you had, you know, issues or some things to complain about, not a one of them is memorable to me in terms of a challenge that you had. If you want to feel like, you know, if a person was in a supervisory role that you're really actively helping Heather Irvine every week, then I wouldn't hire her. I don't ever remember a significant situation. And I got to tell you, I have to write different aspects of my daily job routine and, and, and accomplishments and one of those sections is the way that I provide you all support. So I have to pull in everybody else's significant situations because I can't think of a, a nothing sticks out in my mind. Nothing from nothing from your classroom is a memorable 
issue to have to solve. Now, of course, I say there are memorable things about the activities that you made, the video, the input and the support that you provided to each each other. The You made that video guide that looked like I said Harry and the Hendersons and you said it was Chewbacca and then that kind of outed me on never really watching Star Wars. That's another thing. Don't hire Nick. If you like Star Wars, do not hire Nick. Don't hire Heather Irvine if you don't like Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> or a.k.a. Chewbacca. I learned a lot about leadership from Nick. He taught me captainship and preparation with a through line of jocularity that reminds me still every day that officiousness and respect are not parallel, but humility and esteem are. As the supervisor of our cohort of graduate teaching assistants, Nick gathered us every week to discuss our eagles and our turkeys. We shared experiences guiding each other through the turbulence of teaching, with Nick as our pilot. So you're saying you don't remember anything from my class that was like an issue that you were able to support me on. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Correct. And and what I need to say is it's the issues that were really big. You know, a student who was going to drop out or somebody that caused a behavioral disruption. And maybe you just didn't encounter that. But my assumption was that it was because you, I remember when I interviewed you, You had had years of experience teaching in the classroom alongside um, a media professor, a teaching assistant, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And and you you really put that forth and said, you know, almost talking to me, and I do remember that it almost sounded like I am going to be really comfortable with that. I just chalked it up to that. There was never a crisis. I just don't remember a thing like that. I just assumed you had them and just took care of them. It's kind of what it was for me. I didn't have any super crisis, but what did arise, I felt capable of handling. The support for me mainly came in learning from you. Gosh, we learned a lot from you. All of us did. Well, as you're talking, you're just reminding, you're helping me check things off my list, but I have another one to serve your way. Go for it. I would be weary of hiring Heather Irvine if you don't want an employee who's going to remember anything that you have ever said. (laughs) I feel like you have, I guess the word would be like audiographic memory, not photographic (laughs) memory. I don't know if that's the word. Because there would be these things that come out which I had filed away and never thinking about that again. I would have these lines or something, because you know how I am. I just speak off the cuff. And then the note I have on my seat here is, go fail yourself. <laughs> um, that it was a, uh, that it became like a mantra. I think it was a joke that I had, yes. you know, of like somebody was stringing you along as a student, go fail yourself. And then, you know, of course. So then it's like, well, I was trying to make these jokes, you know, there's that like other part of me that's just like, I can't run for office. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nick is a professor who cares about his students. And then it would be on the attack ad, like, go fail yourself. And we'd, we'd have Heather Irvine to thank for it. She'll ever remember <laughs> Now, okay, so if it, it, I now I feel like I'm gonna kind of go Terry Gross, and I'm taking the reins, and I'm gonna interview you. Uh, so you're working at REI, and so you've been consistently working there, even so they shut down during the pandemic, yes, right? Yes, yes, they did. Look, I took organization communication is why I work at REI right now. I did a paper, for like a project of some sort, and came away going, well, gosh, REI looks like a really cool place to work because of their organizational communication. And so I applied, and I got a job, and that's where I work right now because of that class. It was it was my research from organization communication that helped me get my job at REI. What a cool story. Yeah. I didn't know that that was because of your classwork. Yeah. I just assumed it was because you were outdoorsy and just knew somebody or knew about REI. <laughs> 
Nick got to know me as an instructor, but I wanted him to know me as a scholar as well. I asked him to sit on my master's project committee and then vexed him with a whopper of a project. You know, going back to, I just want to revisit a little bit about why I asked you to be on my committee. I see you every week. You have a familiarity with my work. Right. With your work as an, I didn't know your work as an academic. Yes. Right. Yeah. Then can I go to my, my, the last one on my list? Because that reminds me. So employers should be weary of hiring Heather Irvine because she will make more work for you when she goes above and beyond. And this is why I was going back through your final project. She turned in a 115 page document. (laughs) I did. And normally, when I'm on a thesis committee, <laughs> students are they're struggling to reach 50. <laughs> and, and you know, on a PDF document, you just scroll down to the bottom and it says 0 slash 115. <laughs> I mean, you get the number right out the gate and you just look and you just go, oh, God. While this is a different piece of work, right? A screenplay is something different. It's also really personal. So when we were at my committee meeting, you know, I was really frightened because this is me on a plate. This is me in paper form. You know, this is this is Heather in a project and wondering what people, if they tear it down, you know, it's going to hurt, but you're going to need to take those punches. And your response to it was really satisfying for me because you were just such a big cheerleader for for me. Well, it was a really good screenplay, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. Well, well I can tell you, I'm, uh, I'm, I've exhausted my list, actually. So I had four for you, you had three, then I win. Well, actually, I did have four, but the fourth one was two words. Do you want to hear it? Okay. Super diplomatic. <laughs> I remember thinking, you know, no matter what, you always came at it from a, a fix-it situation. Now, again, not getting into the, the gossip of it or the darkness of it, but just that you always put things in a way that went, okay, this is how, diplomatically how we're going to handle this. And I always thought that was really impressive. Well, you know, and, you, and you've been there in different – I guess you can handle things in different ways. And, and you know, you supervise and work with people at your, uh, uh, your jobs and then at a TV station and different – Things, people just throw things your way. And I, and I said it to you all before, and I'll say it, and I think if it goes in any situation. You're going to get the weirdest crap thrown at you, and the first thing you need to do is just look at that and just go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, my first thing is i got to take this in. Yeah. <laughs> yes. i got to take this in, and then we got to figure out what's got what's to happen with it. So. And maybe that's a, you know, uh, that's might be as much of a personality trait as I can act like it's a, a learned attribute for people. Although I, I think that you share a similar approach. You don't seem like, I don't see things immediately rattle you, even though they might on the inside. Well, I'll take that. I guess yeah. it's something I've gotten better at, you know, as we, I've gained experience. You were able to diffuse so many situations that I thought if, you know, if we keep on this track on this conversation, it's going to get bad. And you would just diffuse it usually by a joke. Usually you made it funny um, (laughs) or just really just handled it. I just, I think your instincts were really spot on, at least for me. So this conversation with Nick was recorded in 2020 before I began teaching at Washtenaw Community College and Concordia University in Ann Arbor. 
Even in 2020, I talked about teaching digital media production and the difference between teaching film and video production. More towards learning about how to post because videos are getting on TikTok. (laughs) I mean, TikTok's huge. Facebook videos, Facebook Live, Instagram. I mean, we need to, these are how people are communicating is these videos here. And we need to be, we need to understand the format of those. Like a TikTok video is different than the stuff that I have been doing as a filmmaker, you know? So, I, I, I'm familiar uh, with with the world of this, but I'm going to tell you, if somebody's teaching a class on this, it's going to be you and not me. <laughs> You're going to have to edit out a lot of this because half of this is just bullshit. <laughs> I know. Let me just say that it's been the case with every, almost every phone call. It's it's been really fun. We never got to say goodbye. I mean, literally, we left campus, and that was about it. Yeah. And it makes me kind of regret not kind of going for the PhD route because then I, at least I would have a plan right now. <laughs> at least I'd be doing something hey, right now. Just depending upon where you're going and what's going on with this year and kind of where you're situating yourself, applications are usually due in January. Oh, great. You never know. I mean, right? The, the, the things that are really worthwhile are the things we work really hard for. So maybe. Nick, thank you so much for your considerations and for telling me why I shouldn't be hired. (laughs) Well, I was happy to do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I will talk to you soon. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. This interview was conducted on an MXL condenser microphone, a Zoom H6 interface, and edited with Adobe Audition. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Our fearful trip is done. The ship has weathered every rack. The prize we sought is won. Thanks for playing along. I'm Heather Irvine, and this is As Recommended.